what is a marketing communication trend that you think is yet to stay? And what is another one that you think is overrated? Storytelling. Growth marketing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> we'll come back to that question. <laughs> we'll come back to that question. This is Marketing Over Wine, a podcast where we talk to the marketers behind the companies, strategies, and campaigns you see in the world today. They get to share the strategies and tools they use, how they manage their earnings and price their services, and the mistakes and successes they have made in their career. So whether you're just starting out in marketing and need to learn the ropes, or you're an experienced marketer seeking fresh perspectives, or a business owner looking for insights to boost your brand, you're in the right place. Each episode is an unfiltered masterclass, so come join us. I am your host, Olaumi Olaniyi. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Over Wine podcast. On today's episode, I have with me Esther Felix. Esther is a brand and marketing communication specialist and the founder of the Creators Community, where she helps young creators with brand clarity. Over the years, Esther has worked with brands like Nestuge, Zikel Cosmetics, Yellow Life Travels, Net Operations, and many more. Thank you for joining me, Esther. Thank you. It's great being on here. Hello, everyone. My name is Esther. You can think of me as a creative powerhouse and a marketing badass. Tea for tanks. Love that. Love that. Succinct and powerful. So let's get on to the mix of it. Your LinkedIn profile says you studied English and literary studies. Yeah. Yeah. So what exactly drew you to marketing communications and how did the journey in this field begin? Okay. So you definitely did your homework on my LinkedIn. As a kid, you know, always going to church in testing ground Alausa. And I was deeply, deeply fascinated by the big billboards from Cadbury, TomTom, Coca-Cola. They would just had those really fancy billboards and that time when Mr. Biggs was still there. Mm-hmm. Right. So and you know, there were the big guys in the industry then. And I would see those billboards and how they would make the product look really exciting. And I I would just think of how how would you just be better? Like, what if that eye was supposed to be italicized? And so that would build my interest in advertising as it were. But I didn't follow through with advertising because, oh, well, there's, there's this stigma that we don't like to talk about with mass communications and ladies in mass communications. So um, I actually do love English a lot, a whole lot. I am that one person that would study the worst parts of English just because I want to. And, you know, I would build such interest in secondary school. I did study English and literary studies and French. I do have a double honors with friends as well. Okay. Yes. I don't like to say that because a lot of people, they, they get asked you. Bonjour. Exactly. Bonjour. You just did it. People assume that. Sava. People just assume that, <laughs> you know, you you never, you never studied English because, oh, well, we are all speaking English, even though we are not speaking English. So I went on to study English and French because I do enjoy, you know, languages not anymore by the way i think languages are beautiful to be heard and listened to but never to be learned because i had a terrible experience in the nigerian it's mostly the theoretical aspect exactly the public university space is terrible anyways I started out with English and I think in my in 2017, my best friend at the time would tell me, Hey, what's up? So there's this brand, you know, a friend of mine is looking for a social media manager. Well he wasn't he didn't even call it a social media manager, he just said, Oh my god, if I person will go hand in socials and I just do the right caption, just the right this thing. If you run out, I was like, Yeah, I mean, I was already a superstar mm-hmm. with social media. I was one of the girls in school that just knew it. And I mean, coming from Lagos, being the hip girl, it just made a lot of sense too. And so I would 
take it on and i was being paid twenty thousand there wow i was a big girl i'm guessing that's also your first job but that was your first job in marketing per se well yeah actually that's my first job i mean that i can actually think about other time no that was my first paid job actually apart from you know being a makeup artist for my first corporate role right okay like you know i would like to call makeup artistry business but you know what it was modeling skin influencing all that stuff yeah so i would eventually go on to you know um become social media manager for this brand i didn't even know it was called social media manager until a couple of months after my offer letter did not also say that it was social media manager because you know at that time we hadn't quite gotten it into the markets of social media in nigeria at the time and so i would go on to learn more about what i was doing and understand that it meant that i was doing social media management okay. now because i love english you would tell i like to do a lot of research right and i'll say that these are like deeply typed things and my love for research my love for work working on different projects kind of puts me to that point and soon i began to understand the intricacies of social media management and i went on to do a lot of things with that i would begin to start explaining to people how you would not just manage some social media randomly and soon i started doing social media strategy which is still the love of my life till now right i love social media strategy honestly because mm-hmm. i can't tell you why this is not working even though you know mark zuckerberg and his and you know mr elon have been moving mad with us but <laughs> generally social media has always been my strong point point. Yeah. and so here i moved on from being a social media manager or rather a con- caption writer <laughs> to social media manager <laughs> to social media strategist and then i worked in an advertising firm for a couple of months as a content creator and so i was that video girl because you know i could do the vox pop and a bit of all of that interview sessions and presentations and i was enjoying it because i love to talk oh goodness gracious i love to talk and so we went on from that i said okay we have to get serious with our life and i started doing media buying and planning i don't know a lot of that because i didn't get like you know great experience with that but i touched base with it and i did a bit of branding now I fell in love with branding. Like, I love it so much. And so I was like, okay, how can we mix branding and, you know, social media branding strategy and all of that? And soon, I understood that all of my experiences, you know, to cut the whole long story short, no, 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 all no, my don't worry about cutting any long story short. We love the stories. We would like to hear the stories. Oh, uh, okay. So, anyways, I did a bit of marketing. Oh, and all of these times, I was also a brand ambassador for beauty and a skincare brand. So, obviously, I was gaining experience with that. Zikio Cosmetics? Yes. And then Zizi organics then right. as the skincare brand so i was gaining a lot of momentum with users and project management and soon i started out the face of zika international twin international so whenever you hear face of zika international just remember that tupas esther was the foreground girl and it's been five years already we have the 50 edition amazing. in december it's been an amazing one right and so i've been with the brand for a long time i moved up from just being a student ambassador to a brand like with you know i would help distributors understand the product better in the eastern part of nigeria yeah and then i, st- I became the student's ambassador head and we try to get students ambassadors for the brand across nigeria and you know a little into west africa managed their social media for a while started the whole pageant thing <laughs> i became a pageant girl by extension <laughs> i mean by association right and just a bit of all of that stuff and i was gaining momentum right understanding how brand and PR and corporate would work and I understood that I wasn't going to work for SMEs I loved corporate I loved the thrill of the 
you know the pipelines i loved it I, I don't quite understand why a small business would want to you know invest in me as a corporate person i mean i've always loved being the corporate girl from a young childhood because i i love my like looking at my dad and that whole trail of suits car you know <laughs> <laughs> so here yeah, i did all of that and then in 2021 i decided to take on a marketing degree mm-hmm. so i took the marketing degree the chartered institute of marketing uk um degree and yeah, yeah i yeah i am before you know Zika Cosmetics, obviously I have worked with fashion brands. I worked with one of the foremost uh, fashion magazines in Nigeria. Did a bit of media and film, <laughs> and then went to tech. And I am leaving tech. Yeah, you're leaving tech. Yeah, I don't think tech is a sustainable way to grow for me. So yeah, so far it will be a lot of questions as to oh, industry to industry because I I did have that question um, two days back. Why are you jumping from industry to industry? Because I want to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do enjoy the trail of all of this and so yeah that's how I became or understood that brand and brands and communications in marketing is one of the things I want to put at the forefront of my execution or communication pattern as a career person so here I am doing brand communications marketing here you are here you are I spent like how many minutes explaining that no oh. that, that's amazing actually I, I I love this I love this do more of that <laughs> based on what you've said you've been a lot of things over the years you've been a social media manager you've been someone who basically posts on social mm-hmm. media social media poster yeah social media poster you've been a film girl you've been all of this and now you are in brand and marketing communications mm-hmm. but what exactly would you say is marketing communications what does it entail how would you even explain this to let's say a five-year-old or in layman terms essentially um as a brand communications manager what i would do is be responsible for leading the communications team so internal communications external communications you know advertisements point of sale partnerships relationships marketing after sale PRs. not necessarily pr but you know if pr had another word that was professional <laughs> but if pr had another word that was professional and more with a pipeline of structure than you know what we see PR as mm-hmm. right and then it'll be brand communications so for instance Trace Nigeria or Trace Africa is looking to host an event for Gen Z's now they will obviously bring it to the brand communications marketer or the brand communications manager and say okay what's up what what do we do with this now yeah. the first thing you're responsible for is thinking about the partnerships that would make the most sense for the brand and when you think of those partnerships you're going to have to collaborate or look to reach out to these guys and establish structures that benefit both brands, right? And now you also understand with the side of marketing that your KPIs are so important and you have to meet up at this, I mean, meet up these KPIs at different points. So if you're saying we want 10,000 users after this event, how are we able to reach 10,000 users with the partnerships in view and the event place we are going to use? So I like to think that the brand communications marketer can be anything at any time. You could be an event manager all of a sudden yeah. if you are in that industry you could be a a point of sales person so if you meet a brand communications marketer say at a tech conference we are the one that would break down the product to the most way you can use it as a business as a brand or as a student 
basically you're supposed to understand the brand like the mark on your palm okay. and communicate it like the person needs it or depends on it basically communicating a brand as a painkiller than a vitamin yeah right so i don't want to think of your brand as just another brand i want to be able to think of it as the only solution to this particular problem okay. so i'm solution based marketing or solution to user base <laughs> i don't know i just came up with that one. <laughs> relationship marketing in that sense yeah and i think that breaks it down so if you're thinking of becoming a brand communications marketer you would obviously have to understand leveraging relationships communicating as if your life depends on it and breaking down the most difficult conversations to the barest minimum thank you for that does storytelling play a role in your job as a brand and marketing communications manager yeah actually yes storytelling is everything you need in marketing okay. everything you need. from point a to z there has to be a connection why is there b c d e f before g h i right yeah just you know let's let's think of a random product let's work this together i like to you know dissect marketing in the most way so think of random products okay let's say a startup Launching a product, a B2B product, B2B fintech product for our businesses. The product has everything they need as a business or now. Okay, so maybe let's say when we think B2B, we think maybe one of this or this financial platforms that um, ensure security for loan apps. That's an example. Exactly. Let's let's take the wildest one that somebody might probably not think of. Now, as a brand communications marketer in this sense, your business is not with people. Your business is with the stakeholders in the company. So now why do you need my products my product is supposed to help you bring security now there are a lot of companies because obviously if i create a loan app i should have thought of security to a reasonable extent and so that means that if you are guaranteeing me security i should have a, an upper hand or you should have an upper hand rather so how i'm able to break this i don't just come and say come and buy my products who are you what makes you so special right yeah. i should be able to make the products the most likable way and the most likable and most relatable way is through storytelling yeah. i think of the most i think money africa for instance they have an excellent way of telling stories with the users in perspective money africa has since been a b2b brand was recently moved to a b2c brand and it means that they would have to intentionally tell certain stories in different patterns right mm -hmm. and that's not m-o-n-e-y was m-o-n-i and um, i think that they have a great storytelling technique with bringing the most realistic things to you we shy away from conversations around money so how about bring the most uncomfortable comfortable conversations to bring us back to money and i think that that's a great way to tell stories so if you're working for a b2b brand you would mostly want to tell stories that trigger the stakeholders than just you know random consumers in this case storytelling is that guy mm -hmm. and i'll be honest to say that i didn't quite figure out storytelling i think i used to say this so that people can actually learn and understand that a lot of the big words we use in marketing bar <laughs> I didn't quite figure out storytelling because I thought that everybody was telling stories but they were not telling stories. I don't know if it makes sense. I think it does. Like they were telling stories but they were not telling stories. Until I started reading and understanding that everything that we do on social media is actually storytelling. Hmm. 
world, if we are world. trying to create and connect and then i was like okay so when you make a post you are trying to what are you what's your what's your goal for that post as a, an individual like i'm trying to post a selfie what's the goal proof of life yeah no <laughs> proof of life nice one but the only people who can relate to that image other than oh that's a fine woman is the people who already know me and the reason they know me is because i've created a pattern in their head that builds a story so you have to build patterns to actually tell great stories and great stories have a beginning and almost no end True. if you're being honest because it's, it's a continuous system i like to think of it that way i mean people will share a different opinion but that's how i think about it when you tell great stories you are so roped in that i could bring in a thought pattern from the previous conversation to leverage on the existing one think about blogs and i'm not talking insta blog niger and the <laughs> other ones i'm talking about you know um personality driven blogs the only reason you follow through these guys even when they are anonymous is because you feel like you can connect to them and that's because they've told stories great stories exactly now career buddy has a very great um storytelling i give it up to their content team to be honest yeah workaholic as well they do great stuff and even funnily yaba left online does a bit of storytelling with their captions and i think people don't notice it so people come in the comment section and say oh yaba left gender has changed today <laughs> it's not female it's male yeah. because you know they say stuff they maybe post a video of some girl dancing on tiktok and it's like oh my, they don't go if you run out for me if you want to know my last boyfriend did this did this did this and then you've created an image of the person behind the post yeah. and then you're like oh that person is definitely a female and the next day you say oh my, now me and my boys run this thing and i'm like okay what are you exactly are you a female are you a male <laughs> and then you know you're able to build like a perception a character True. of this person and that's what we do when we see posts Mm-hmm. I could tell that the person who is handling a particular post is feminine or masculine by their feedback and responses. But nowadays, I almost cannot tell because it's great storytelling. Because you can swear that it's a male that's handling this page, but the moment you see it, it's some girl, and they're like, oh my goodness. So that's been embodying personality yeah. through storytelling. Like you're able to create a fiction or a fictive character in people's heads. Thank, thank you so much for that in depth, in depth analysis. I'm giving masterclass. <laughs> Uh, to be honest that's what this is all about marketing over wine is a masterclass given by different marketing professionals and the one for today is esther felix so yes thank you for that thanks boss i think the part that stands out for me is when you said great storytelling essentially has no end it is continuity mm-hmm. you can always build up on it yeah that that stands out for me oh thank you so how do you ensure consistent messaging and tone across different marketing channels for your brand i've said it already embodying a personality so when people join a team i'll start from a team perspective if you want one person telling a story it's easier you know you could switch on and off a character but when you have different people on a team you need them to understand where and why and you need them to also become a part of the character for instance i had a friend tell me two days i mean yesterday actually oh i saw the video that this page has been creating for a while i know you wasn't you creating i was like what do you mean how do you mean but yeah i know you haven't been the one creating the videos i was like why he's like because the videos are not videoing <laughs> 
And I'm like, mm, that's, that's supposed to be a compliment, but I didn't take it as a compliment because it meant that I had a team structure problem. Mm. It meant that they were not telling the same stories that I was going to tell. Okay. It should never feel like there's a different person handling the social media, handling the emails. Like I get mails from Shaye from Career Body and I can swear that Shaye was the one that made that Instagram post yesterday. Mm-hmm. The same energy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm using these guys because they are the ones that we can maybe take a backtrack on together. So you could say, I'm, I'm getting a mail from Providos Bank and I'm like, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. If I got an email from Chicken Republic, I can swear that you'll be as cheesy as their Twitter is. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Right. So that there is no gap and there is no feeling of there's a different person is what I think your communication pattern should feel like. I mean, in the most basic way. Yeah. So you could get great acquisition but low retention. Yeah. Everybody jumping on your app or jumping on your platform or jumping on your on your product but they don't stay apart from the fact that your product may be bad in itself because guess what great communications keeps it keeps a user who even knows that the brand product is terrible they keep waiting and being patient for more they would be ready to say oh have you tried this oh i think you should try this and they are really really great and open to giving suggestions just because they feel treated nicely and everybody wants to feel special definitely i hate to be the bearer of bad news but everybody wants to feel like they're your only customer you have no time for every other person but them and sorry customer service representatives you all need to do better a whole lot because you are the face of the brand at so many times and if you're not communicating what the brand is saying then you are literally the problem <laughs> i had a conversation with an mtn core representative oh, no, and i did a data subscription for fifty thousand, and i was trying to explain i was the one explaining to this core representative that when i recharge from mtn mobile application mm-hmm, yeah the mtn my mtn yeah. They give me a 15% bonus so far I recharge from MTN mobile application. And annoyingly, the core representative did not know about that bonus. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yeah, happened with me. And I guess that's the same issue many brands have is that one, well, you talked about personality. There's no proper communication pipeline. Yeah, you also talked about communication. It's that amongst everyone who has to deal directly with customers, whether it's the brand communications manager or the customer support representative there should be a sort of communication in-house exactly. and an understanding of the product that helps them know how to then relate the messaging to customers out there exactly. and i guess that's where many brands keep missing it there is friction in-house because of that customer representative does not know what the product does different information on social media and everyone is passing a wrong message or an entirely different message to customers. exactly i mean you've seen that meme where someone says products marketer products manager and then the dev guy yeah. so the products marketer says we have cashback feature or something like that and then the products manager is like we are going to implement cashback feature and then the developer is like we have a cashback feature <laughs> like I, i'm supposed to develop that i didn't know that but it's because like you know there's no proper structure to this communication yeah. and it's not just a nigerian thing i have come to understand if there's no value place to communication you would find it a struggle every time i think we can do better a whole lot we can stop keeping people in isolation let them understand what they are doing and do that with love definitely yeah definitely. please do that with love let people know that okay they are valued and you need them to value your customers as well because i think that that's where the point is right that, that there's no loophole in your entire communication pattern check any brand you really love right now it's not their products that you love you might like the functionality of the products for you but the experience that has been communicated 
started from top bottom yeah. is usually the you know the the goal killer and i think that's the essential work for the brand communications person in any company so hire a brand communications person down that stands well <laughs> definitely now at the beginning of the call you mentioned that your first corporate role paid you twenty thousand. Since getting into marketing fully, what is the most you have earned on, let's say, a gig or a full-time role, part-time role, contract role, or a project? What is the most you have earned since getting fully into marketing? They're entering into my peace. They're entering into my privacy. That's, I know. Okay, so let's say I think I've gotten at least two hundred percent more than um, than the initial corporate. What one. am I saying? Just trying to think about it. Um, so I think that half a million is the most. I'm still a broke marketing babe. God, I want to be a baller. I don't want to be a mechanic. Oh, please, go ask that generator, please. <laughs> All right, that's beautiful. That's a lot of growth, and it's amazing to see based on where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah it's been since 2017 till now. It still feels stunted, by the way. I feel like oh my god, I could do a lot better. <laughs> but guess what? I think another thing to say is that you could make like a whole lot in a month, like in running in 700, 800, 900 from like different things, but almost stick to 200k the next month. It's, it's a hard work life for us. Yeah, especially if you're a freelancer. Hypothetical now, hypothetical situation. A brand hires you to manage the brand's message communication and they tell you to basically give concise messaging like there's this idea of the kind of brand they are supposed to be but you are a very creative person. How do you balance the need for clear concise messaging with the desire to be creative and engaging? I think the first thing that jumped out of my mouth before you finished talking was Look, we're copywriter. We're your copywriter. Go, go, for it's my everyday life i like to write i like to i like to explain like shalaya is my best friend uh-huh. so asking me to create down five words make it creative you can't have your eat your cake and have it mm-hmm. is it that it's short it's not creative that's it in my head right yeah. it's, it's always a struggle and thankfully one of the things i do depend on is all these spirits for inspiration right because some days it, it don't come <laughs> it don't come other days it can be flowing like a like a river right but other days it, you just know that okay, it's a struggle I, my, I don't think my best friend is suited in copywriting okay. I mean short form copywriting because I think that there are also long forms that I do well with that yeah they are yeah but breaking down that whole I, I, I even struggle with the summary in secondary school. That should tell you a lot of things. I like to shallow I know. I know words and opposites and I know how to use a lot of adjectives <laughs> so um keeping it the most concise i'm thankful for the apps that we have the tools that we use you know in marketing to help us walk through things and see different perspectives yeah those are the things that i use at this time to you know break it down it's an everyday struggle for me it's a it's like oh my god he's asking me my life every day <laughs> because they're like okay shorten this thing to 150 characters or less <sighs> why are you like this why are you like this i remember having an interview and they said 200 words by the time i wanted to start correcting i was already on five hundred words. That's okay, great. <laughs> so we're gonna to have to divide into two. Another half ah oh, nah 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 can't be me man. It's a struggle. I'm hoping to do better. I, I don't think I'm the best suit with that, like I said, and you know, make stuff better, but it's a real life struggle. Or it's something I'm already very, very conversant with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could tell me fashion, I could give you stuff from the tip of my fingers right now. 
tell me beauty i could give you from the tip of my fingers okay that brings me to my next question what are some automation tools that you use as part of your workflow i think everybody knows at this point that chat gpt is your friend mm -hmm. but automation tools would start with i love hubspot it's a it's a hub <laughs> for a lot of information right i love it i i do enjoy the benefits of hubspot i'm google's best friend i search the weirdest and the most unimportant things or things that don't make sense but i'm trying to make it make sense and i think that google is great for learning behavioral patterns and following suit another thing i do is automation with emails it's kind of great mm -hmm. it's a great tool so a lot of people don't know it but it's a very great tool and it doesn't allow access for everybody so that's a bit weird but it's a really great tool like you could do your automations you could do your drip campaigns for email marketing nothing i enjoy is email marketing by the way mm -hmm. so like you could just enjoy the entire process with send great mm -hmm. for automations again to automate i love cap cuts because i did a lot of videos and those automations with captions make life quite easy for me mm -hmm. another thing i use is adobe studio for voice you know recordings but with writings and emails i use a lot of existing google tools okay. google docs is my best friend definitely yeah google docs google sheets google slides yes very very important for me mm. speaking of trends what is a marketing communication trend that you think is yet to stay and what is another one that you think is overrated storytelling growth marketing <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. All that thought, all that thought. <laughs> we'll come back to that question. <laughs> we'll come back to that Are question. Are you sure I'm <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back to that question. How do you think the marketing industry will evolve over the next five to ten years? There'll be a lot of AIs, hmm. but I think after five years or before the end of five years, there'll be a drop in AIs as well. Okay. Because now you need human touch and human, yeah, human humanity. Touch, human centered. Exactly. And if that's the essence of marketing to be that humanness and so if you don't have it it will just fall back to people who know how to communicate yeah. better uh, if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of marketing advice what would it be have a mentor have a mentor okay document your process all right and go for more events speak <laughs> to people <laughs> this, this is, is, this is personal, yeah, it's it's personal for you <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah it's most important have a mentor mm -hmm. you know not necessarily that you would directly give feedback to, but somebody who is in the space that is interested in you and can always give you feedback. Another thing is document your process as little as it is. Yeah. Every single thing. It gives for thankfulness. It also gives for you to enjoy your days of drought because you see how much growth you've actually done. Yeah. Yeah. And for the times when people try to underpay you, remember that you're a badass. This deserves a standing ovation. <laughs> Amazing. So, back to the question I ran away from the other time. Uh, let's not do this. Now, I know before this call, we have talked about some roles in marketing as being a subset of other roles. Mm -hmm. And now, you just shot a shot at growth marketing. So, I've never been a fan of multiple roles, of one person doing a lot of roles. Mm -hmm. I've also not been a fan of duplicating roles. Okay. If you are, if you have a marketing manager with quite the experience in your company, you do not need a growth marketer. I think I need to say that. Okay. The only reason you should have a marketer in your space is acquisition, retention, and growth. Okay. Right? So, if you now have 
an acquisition manager, it makes a lot of sense. Recreation manager makes a lot of sense. There's somebody who reports to them. I mean, if you have the facilities and the resources, by all means. But hiring a growth marketer just because you expect growth is, anyways, you know what I want to say. I don't know what I and don't you know, know what to say. It's not you. I'm saying the person that is listening. Ah, I know you know that because the essential role for marketing is growth. So why say you're hiring a growth growth? When you already have a content marketer, um, a digital marketer, and a marketing manager. Like content marketer, yes. Everybody's driving towards what's gold. Right. So what exactly are you saying that the growth marketer is responsible for this? I mean, we like fancy words in marketing, so maybe that's what the thing is, or the fancifulness of those words. But in actual sense... I don't think that anybody should have duplicated roles. In your company, a good marketer might be the best guy for whatever product you are trying to sell at that time and the force as to which you want to get traction. But making it a staple is what I don't quite understand. So I think everybody should just know better and do your research before hiring the next person and i think okay. this also comes from the place of ah let me not do this please do okay. it this also comes from the place of hrs and linkedin so you know you took your own as a growth marketer i mean this is an assumption that i think that has this backing you took your own as a growth focused marketer and then the hr says that we need a growth focus you know it's now a new word in marketing space i don't know how they put that thing we need somebody that could actually draw our numbers for us or the ceo in tech I'm, I'm actually talking about tech startups in this case not other companies yeah. I, don't, I don't have the experience to, to you know leverage of that and then they have these conversations and then you are like okay so you're hiring a growth marketer but you're also hiring a marketer to do what one is doing campaign one is doing what make it make sense so I think it's good to note that the primary responsibility of any marketer in your company is growth. Acquisition, growth, retention, all of them are still under the tree of growth. So if you think that you want to hire a growth marketer, then that should be your, you know, marketing guy. Not even sales. Like, that should be your marketing manager, marketing executive, marketing associate. But hire a marketing associate, marketing executive, marketing manager, and hire a growth manager. as well now quick question when you say a marketing manager usually what we see marketing managers do is more or less like the ceo of the marketing department so they assign responsibilities to oh let me let me break down ah, i like this kind of question all right go ahead so lovers we understand what the job description of a marketing manager is you're supposed to promote products and services develop and implement marketing and pricing strategies plans and projects, conduct marketing research and analysis of customers' needs, industry trends, generate new business leads, oversee marketing department staff, marketing management, marketing budget, ensure brand identity, track and analyze the... Do you see all of these things? These are like individual roles if you do break them down, right? Yeah. But as a marketing manager, you should have the skill sets to be able to do this individually and to train your team members to, you know, replicate. But if you are saying that you need a growth marketer what exactly would a growth marketer do differently from developing and implementing marketing strategies 
which is the full goal of your marketing manager. Do you understand? I mean, it's open to conversations, open to debate. Yeah, this is a very long topic. There's this conversation on Twitter almost every, every now and then. Moon. Yeah. And I think it's everybody just trying to fight for their butter and their bread. If I became a growth marketer, to me, I'll probably say the same thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you know the work we do as growth marketer? Okay, potato, potato. <laughs> Alright, away from all of that, if you could have a glass of wine with any marketing professional, past or present, who would it be and why? Okay, Charles the CD. I love how he thinks. Love it. Okay. <laughs> he has a very strategic and playful way of addressing marketing. So I think I would definitely want to have a conversation with him and see perspectives. I think it should be something expository. A different perspective. Yeah, like, why do brands do this? Oh, so I think I have this opinion. And then he says, but this is the reason your opinion is being formed. Ah, that's why you're a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely Charles CD. Alright then. Again, looking back, what mistakes did you make along your career journey? And what lessons did you learn from them? Everything I mistake. <laughs> Everything you see one can shake your other. But I think one of the mistakes I make is procrastinating. Because you know you do it in under six hours. True. But you wait till the entire week is over for you to do it. Right. Another mistake I did make is at some point I stopped reading and researching because I was too confident. Hmm. And you know, that obviously plays a terrible role in the long run. So yeah, I do regret that. And again, I do regret not going for certain events. But to be honest, I'm just fine where I am because this Lagos is not for the week. <laughs> it's not for the week. Huh? No. Kama Paro, Kama Jali. That's not for the week. By the way, guys, I'm an evil girl. Hear me speaking in reverse because my, my foundational years were in Lagos. My adulthood shake experience also in Lagos. <laughs> where can we go to know more about Esther? You can check out my social media. Any social... In fact, just Google the Topaz brand and everything you see there is me. Okay. The Topaz brand. Yeah. Alright then. Let me ask one last question. Question. Where do you see yourself going forward in your career? What is the next step for the Topaz brand? I'll be doing a lot of collaborations and I'll be teaching a lot. Looking forward to seeing more of your collaborations and more of your teachings. Oh, I do have a course coming up on brand communications. Oh, amazing. If you think that after listening to this stuff, the thing that you want brothers to teach you, it's going to be a um, video course and you'll give you the breakdown of how to start up in brand communications as a career path. Okay. It's quite an investment of what you need to know. All right. Looking forward to it and keep your eyes on the Topaz brand everywhere on social media. That will be Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, right? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All right then. Thank you so much for this conversation, Esther. Thank you for your time, your honesty, transparency, all the EC and ETs. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for the conversation. I did enjoy it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to this because I think it will be so much insight for myself. I think so too. Bye! <laughs> Have a lovely day ahead. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Marketing Over Wine. To listen to more career stories of marketing professionals around the world, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any podcast app of your choice. Or simply visit marketingoverwine.com to stay up to date.